Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. And with me today, I am so excited because my original co-host is with Hi. us again this week. Her name is Jennifer Wilson. JJ, welcome. Hi, thank you, Jim. We're so glad you're here. It's wonderful to be here. You know, we produce CBH Viewpoint in central Indiana, but our co-hosts are kind of spread out on the map, and you have found a new home next door in Illinois. That's right. I'm and how's that land of Lincoln treating it's you? It's beautiful and lovely people. It's a great place. And you're just an hour's drive from St. Louis, which isn't in Illinois, but kind of in the neighborhood. I know. And lots to do there. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for coming to our studio today. My We're so pleasure. thrilled to have you. And you know, JJ, we are here at CBH doing a little series, queued up, maybe using as an illustration, one of the most popular sensations on television these days, and that's HGTV's series of programs that have to do with houses. One of the reasons I don't have cable, because I would just be watching this all All the time. time. Well, sorry, I've got that at my house, and (laughs) my wife is tuned in, I promise. You know, we went through a phase where my wife was just all about, like, crime shows. She loved Law & Order, and, you you know, you can find that going 24-7. And then I finally said to her, I said, you know, Maureen, you know, these are good programs, but, you know, maybe we should broaden our perspective a little bit. So then she found HGTV, and now we're watching that all the time, and I'm kind of begging her, could I just see, like, a crime show yeah. again? <laughs> well, anyway, HGTV has this whole genre of programs about yes. people's houses, how to mm-hmm. fix them up, how to buy one, how to sell one. Do I love it or do I list it? And mm-hmm. Is it a flip or is it a flop? All of those names have entered into the American lexicon of language. Today, though, we want to talk about maybe the, the granddaddy of them all, the original HDTV series. I that think I saw it. That drew episodes. people in. It goes all the way back to 1999, mm-hmm. and here we are still watching it at the top of the ratings heap. It's called House Hunters. Are there some things from House Hunters that we can learn, not just about buying houses, but actually about how we build our lives? I think so.
JJ, you've already disclosed you have some history with HGTV. Some obsession with HGTV. <laughs> and House Hunters. I mean, if I go to a hotel, I like get the little TV card and go, what channel is HGTV? <laughs> Yes. Well, you know what? It, it has a certain magnetism about yes. it. I'll, I, even I'll admit that. And House Hunters has been on for a long time. A very long time. In fact, it goes way back to the late 1990s, and the premise is absolutely elementary. Mm-hmm. You have some contestants or some guests who want to find a new home, mm-hmm. and they create a wish list. These are the things we want or need. And then a relative. And sometimes that wish list is crazy. Well, I mean, but this anyway. is. <laughs> That's why they call it reality TV, because yeah. <laughs> this is real life. We always put things on our wish list that are probably beyond our grasp, but hey, why not dream? Right. And a realtor comes and shows them usually three homes mm-hmm. from which they choose a one. A very patient realtor. A very patient realtor who always is smiling <laughs> and gracious, even though the contestants aren't always. And then ultimately in the program, as it unfolds, they, they choose one of the houses, they buy it, and then the program comes back and revisits them, right. how it is in the new place. I mean, that's so simple. Did you get what you wanted? How are you doing? How are you feeling about it? And of course, inevitably, they're thrilled. Right. They're so thankful. I've not seen an episode where they said this was the biggest mistake yeah. of our lives, <laughs> because that would kind of undermine the, the program, I suppose. The dog. Yeah. But for all of its predictability, I mean, it's the same every episode. I mean, different faces, different places, but it's always the same. Well, in fairness, they've had some spinoffs. My goodness, House Hunters International is actually kind of cool because they go all over the world but do the same process with apartments or, you know, I have this much money a month to spend. Or there's an island one where they go and try and find an island to buy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, all the little niches that Mm -hmm. you can think of. There's the beach one I want to buy on the beach. And the tiny house. And the tiny house. That's a whole other genre. (laughs) No matter where it is in the world, no matter what the size of the house or the locale, it's the same formula. And there's something about it that commands an audience because all of us want a place to live. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us need a home. And some people listening today may not actually have a home. You, right. may, you may feel like you're transient. You're here for a short time and then I you have to this. move on. Some of us have had experiences in our own histories like that I have. And yet, no matter what our circumstance There's something in us that longs to have an anchor, Mm -hmm. a place where we know wherever I am in the world, there is a place I can go. An address. Home. Mm -hmm. There's an address. Or there's a space where I can lay my head down to sleep, and no matter what's going on in the world around me, I'm able to, to rest knowing I'm home. That concept of home is deeply embedded in us. And honestly, JJ, I find that in the scripture because in the scripture, we have stories of people who see themselves passing through this world on their way home. Mm-hmm. So in both the Old and New Testaments, we have some illustrations of our walk through this world as being kind of temporary and that we have a home. In fact, Jesus says on the night before he dies, you know, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I, I'm going to bring you to where I am. I'm, I'm going to bring you home. Oh. Mm-hmm. In my father's house are many mansions. Well, it's, it's really kind of talking about home. This concept is so fundamental to our sense of well-being. And in this House Hunter program, I think it connects to that kind of primal thirst we all want to have a home. Now, JJ, you've bought a few houses in I, your time. I have. You know, when I was single, I bought my first home by myself. My husband bought a house. We moved in to that after we got married. And then we bought a, 
third home, and then we bought a fourth home. And <laughs> you and relocated out to another state. That's right. Then and you then came back. Came back and, and now you're back to another state. Right. But the last house you bought, yes. your husband and you have two young sons. Yes. Tell us about just what you did. How did you go through the process? Well, we called our realtor and said, listen, we want to find a home or whatever. But together, the four of us, my husband, two sons, we created a little wish list and put down all the things that each of us hoped for in a home. Of course, there was a yard and a, you know, a place to play. And, you know, I wanted two bathrooms. Um, <laughs> when you have three boys in your house, you, the girls need their own sink. That's right. But we created this wish list, and then our realtor took us around to three different homes. But in the car, before we'd walk in, and go, okay, let's review the wish list, and then we'd go into the home, and we'd all kind of observe and walk around. And, and then we walked into the third home, and we were like, oh. And each one of us kind of took a little intake of air, and we kind of kept walking around, and we cut outside, and I said, what do you guys think? And they said, look at the wish list. And we kind of went down. We were able to check off almost everything. It didn't have a garage. It, it does not have two bathrooms. However. But the rest of the things on your list, it just, you Everything knew it was, right. was on there, and it is home. I mean, we have... We moved in and got our stuff on the walls, and, and everyone can relax. When and we when you in. walk in the door, you know you're home. Mm-hmm. Now, you have just lived house hunters. Yeah. You had a realtor, <laughs> someone I know, Kevin Majeski, right. a great guy. Awesome. And patient, gracious, and mm-hmm. walked you <laughs> yes. all through it. And so there you are. Ah, but now think about this, JJ. When you were buying this house, you have your wish list. We've got the kind of emotional attachment when you walk in. Oh, this feels right. In the end, though, you probably did some structural analysis. Oh, You had yes. to make sure that this house wasn't just on the veneer meeting our wish list, but actually that it could stand up to maybe some of the stormy weather that comes mm-hmm. to central Indiana where you bought that house. Yeah, you're looking for cracks, you're looking for depth, you're looking for you know something that's built well. No matter how it looks on the outside or feels in the moment, you want to be sure before you make the investment of a lifetime that it can stand the storm. And that brings us to why we're even talking about house hunters today, because that's life, isn't it? And we are all making choices, not just about the roof of our heads, but about what we build on for our lives. Our homes are, in a way, emblematic of our lives, and we're creating and building day by day. And what is the foundation? When we come back, JJ, let's talk a little bit about foundations, how important they are to home. And as you're listening today, you might think, I'd like to ask a question about that, or I want to make a comment. We want you to know we have a 24-hour toll-free telephone line. It goes seven days a week, and we want you to call us up. I'll give you the number at the end of the broadcast, but write it down now if you like. It's 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. Give us a call. What? 
Interestingly, J.J., as I read uh, the words of Jesus, he's no stranger to homes. This is a guy who said, you know, I don't really have a home. Right. When his uh, followers, his disciples would say, where are you? He seemed to... It was wistful. There's to be no wistful, place kind to of lay like, my you know, head. Foxes mm-hmm. have holes and birds have nests, but the Son of Man, referring to himself, does not have a home. Now, we think he actually had a home in Capernaum, a city, for a season of his life. But obviously, he was a person who felt called to go from place to place. But he still speaks about home, as I've already referenced. He speaks about, ultimately, we all have a place to go if we'll choose to go there with him that he has prepared for us a home. But he also uses this concept of home and houses uh, powerfully to demonstrate how life transcends the brick and the stone and the wood of our houses, but that our lives themselves are like houses. And he, he gave a famous dialogue called the Sermon on the Mount, 
sometimes called the, the Magna Carta or the Charter of the Kingdom of God, and he outlines all the ways in which we can have virtue, the kinds of things we should strive for in our deepest being. He talks about our relationships with others. He talks about marriage. He talks about what you do when you're angry. He talks about how you forgive when you're wronged. I mean, it's a fantastic collection of truth about life. And then at the very end, Mm -hmm. he kind of summarizes it. And JJ, I know you have it in front of you. Would you read for us what he says at the end of the seventh chapter of Matthew, as he's kind of winding down or bringing to a close, wrapping up the famous Sermon on the Mount? This is Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27 from the New Living Translation. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish like a person who builds a house on sand. And when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. It is such a vivid picture as we read it. I mean, Jesus was the master teacher. And I think what he's saying is that this truth I've given you earlier in the Sermon on the Mount, you know, when someone wrongs you, you forgive them. Or, or famously, treat other people the way you want them to treat you. Or, you know what, blessed are the pure in heart because they'll see God. I mean, all of this is in this Sermon on the Mount. And he's saying, if you hear all of this, if, if you are listening to what I'm telling you and you build your life on that, your house, your life is going to stand the test of this unpredictable world. And I think when he finished that phrase, there was probably a bunch of heads nodding like, yes, That makes yes. so much sense, of yeah. course. Alternatively, if you ignore what I'm telling you, you're still building your house, but it's not on a solid rock. I mean, we don't say this word in our house, but it's stupid. <laughs> it's basically what Jesus was stupid. saying. I mean, it's just, it's so foolish. And I have a feeling that when Jesus said that line, you know, it's like a person who builds their house on the sand. Somebody probably laughed. Oh, what? what that who, would be dumb. Who would do that? And right. yet that's the choice that all of us have to make day by day. Mm-hmm. And we have to be careful about upon what we build. And we're not always conscious that what we're doing today and our life plan for tomorrow, what is it built on? What is our life ambition? As I was hearing you read that, JJ, a very vivid memory came to my mind when I was uh, a kid growing up. Uh, As you know, I grew up in Seattle, and I'm an only child. In 1965, when I was about 13 years old, my parents bought a brand new house. And we moved into that house in August of that year. But on April 30th of that year, the house was under construction, and actually, the house, which was built into a steep hillside, they were pouring the cement foundation on April 30th, 1965. Hmm. On that day, there was a 6.5 magnitude earthquake in Seattle the day the cement was poured. And the cement was already poured, and then the earth began to move. Hmm. And a 6.5 quake in many parts of the world would have thousands of people die. In Seattle, because the construction codes are are tighter and and so on, and sometimes the soil type matters, because when the earth moves, certain kinds of soils liquefy, become like sand. Others are solid, and so they just move and shake, but they don't dissemble into quicksand. Well, in any case, Seattle has some good soil and high building codes, so a 6.5 quake did 
not cause thousands of deaths. Some people died, but not in great numbers. That whole experience of going to the house and looking at the foundation after the earthquake mm. impressed in my mind yes. because I can see this wall of cement because I was down at the bottom of the hill looking up at the house and there was this kind of cement wall that was the back end into the hillside and it was straight. What that told us was that the soil type where the house was and the foundation itself that was laid was solid, it was done right, and that the house that was built on top of it, the two stories of house that would be built on top of it, would stand. Mm -hmm. As long as we lived in that house, I remember feeling secure in it because I knew the foundation was right. I just can't even imagine how hard it would have been to chisel into rock to make a foundation for a home. Now, I'm sure on your home, they used machinery, right, to kind of dig down in and to pour that cement. But I think what Jesus is saying is, it's not going to be easy to build your house on this foundation. It's going to be not going to be easy to do everything that I just laid out for you. But if you do the hard work, it will stand when the storm comes, because the storm will come on everyone, no matter what they built their house on. And that's a part of this teaching. You cannot know what tomorrow brings. And in this broken world, inevitably, there will be a storm that comes for all of us. Someone you love is going to maybe betray you. Mm -hmm. Or someone you love may find themselves terminally ill. Or you yourself may lose your job. I don't mean to be dark. There's so much joy and wonder in life. But it's just the nature of things. There are mountaintops and there are valleys. There are beautiful days and there are howling gales. When the howling gale comes... You want to be sure that you are secure and safe. And Jesus is telling us clearly, plainly, build your life, make the foundation of your home on these truths I'm sharing with you. And no matter what happens, you will be unmoved. You'll be secure. Mm -hmm. And folks, the world is telling you to build on other things. The world is telling you to build on fame or to aggregate for yourself riches, or you need to be able to uh, be powerful, or, or whatever those ambitions are. The world is constantly feeding us other things upon which to build. But when the storm comes, your soul will collapse, and your life will wither. Build on the words of Jesus. Follow his advice. I've seen a lot of people come and go, JJ, you're still so young and vibrant. <laughs> I'm an old man. But I've seen a lot of people come and go, and I can promise you, the ones who built on the words of Jesus, yes. those lives are the ones I want to be like. Mm -hmm. That's what life proves over time. We're not sure where you are today, but no matter where you are, know this. You can start building on the words of Jesus. You can start your house fresh and new. Even if you think maybe you're on sinking sand, maybe you've already felt the earth underneath your feet move, and you feel very unsteady. Run to what Jesus said. Matthew chapter 5, 6, 7. Just read those words, compelling words of Jesus, and think about how do I order my life so that it is congruent with, it stands on, it brings to life the things there that he said. I promise you, if you make that choice, if you'll just surrender your life, your heart, into his hands and do what he says, well, whatever comes down your way, you are going to stand tall. You can take a step that way with us right now by joining us in prayer. Just take a deep breath and know that you can talk to God with us. Our Father, we're so thankful, Lord, that you sent your son Jesus into this world and that he is your word, your ideas, your very self come into the flesh. He is the exact representation of who you are in human form and that he speaks to us in words we can understand. 
And he walked in this world just like we do, and he knows the challenges that this world can pose, and he gave us wisdom. Thank you for the Sermon on the Mount. And we pray, Lord, that we might build our lives, our houses, our homes, the structure of our relationships, our hopes and dreams on those words. May they be as a solid rock when the wind blows, when the earthquake comes, when the tornado is seen on the horizon. May we know we are safe because our life is held and constructed on the words of God himself. Lord, receive us now. We know, Lord, that we need your words upon which to stand, and we thank you for them. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you'd like to know more about how you can build your house, your life, your future on a very solid rock, give us a call. Again, our number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. We're right by the phone, and we are so glad to hear from you. Now, JJ, if someone was just maybe a little reluctant to give us a call, but they want to go online and check this out, where would they go? You can find us at cbhviewpoint.org. You can read there about the Viewpoint Ministry. You can select to send us an email, and we will reply. At the last, just write me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you call us up on the phone, check us out online, or use Surface Mail, please let us hear from you. We are always glad that you've tuned in, and it's especially encouraging to us when you reach out and we hear your voice. JJ, I'm so glad you found the house of your dreams. Oh, it's great. And you know what? There's still a House Hunters episode waiting for us to discover (laughs) someone else's journey. We're so glad that you tuned in to join us today, too. We hope you'll be with us again next week when we do one more installment in the series, and we'll find some more truth in House Hunters, oh, and also in God's Word. For all of us at the Viewpoint Ministry team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.